This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Drive the Lane. And this is the big one. The man, the myth, the legend. But actually the man, the myth, the legend, because we say that a lot. Urban Meyer joins the show. The greatest coach in the history of sports. We'll say that. Urban Meyer joins the show. You know, we talk a little NBA like we've been doing. We talk a little college football. It's coming back, maybe. But the biggest thing today is, of course, Urban Meyer making his first of hopefully many appearances on Drive the Lane. And, you know, uh, we found ourselves a little bit of a sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Todd Pennington. With Columbus-based Revolution Mortgage, you know, they're the prime sponsor of, uh, of Drive the Lane. If you're looking to purchase a new home or get out of renting, now is the time. With historically low rates and fast closings, Todd will have you in your dream home in no time. So give Todd Pennington a call, 614-390-9520, or visit, visit revolutionmortgage.com slash tpennington for more information. Revolution Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 1686046. Seriously, guys, give Todd a call. He'll, he'll take good care of you. And we also want to talk about something else that's a pretty big sponsor. Joe, what else is sponsoring this show? The Shopify that is the Zedia Shopify. What our do we got online, on there? Our online merchandise dealer. Our website, our, our Zedia website, that houses all our merchandise. Now, on the Zedia network, there are a number of shows, but obviously the most important show, that is Drive the Lane. Um, specifically within Drive the Lane, there are shirts from the Washington Buckeyes that you saw on Twitter. There's also Towel Gang merch, hint, hint, wink, wink. I'd like you to buy more of that than maybe some of the other ones. Uh, we would love if you bought anything from us. So, Go on down to Andrew. What's the link to the website, dude? Just go to ZDNetwork.com and click shop and use promo code DTL for 10% off your entire order. And we just threw up a brand new Urban Meyer hoodie and shirt that's very, 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 very cool. So check that out. Give it a purchase. It's it's really cool. Uh, shout out to our uh, to the designer, Jack. He hosts the Ducks on the Pond podcast. We are part of the Zedia Network, and now we're going to talk some NBA. Joe, why don't you kick it off with some NBA talk? <sighs> Not my defensive Not my defensive player of the year. I will say, people are bashing him for – first, let's just say the Heat won game one. Jimmy Buckets, our guy, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy G Buckets, the G stands for Gets. Um we love him, and they, he scored 40. They won. Shout out to us for both saying the Heat were going to win that series, but it's not over. Um, but I'm conflicted because Giannis in an interview after the game said, they said, why didn't you guard Jimmy Butler down the stretch? And he said, that's not I, – I listen to my coach, basically. Whatever the coach wants me to do, I'll do it. And I respect that. But I'm conflicted because shouldn't he just say, I'm the defensive player of the year. I should guard him and stop him from winning this game single-handedly? What do you think? Well, I think it's interesting with, with Giannis of all people. Giannis. Oh, because, like, when Rudy Gobert and Joakim Noah, guys like that, won defensive player of the year, you know, it's not like they would switch on to a guy like Jimmy Butler. 
But Giannis is literally defensive player of the year because he can switch and guard all five spots. And if you're not going to do that in a playoff game when you're getting absolutely torched, when are you going to do it? I, I agree. I think that if it's the coach, if it's the coach saying, no, 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 Pat Connaughton's going to guard Jimmy Butler or whoever it was, like, you have to respect that. But you're also the reigning MVP and the current defensive player of the year. I think Coach Budenholzer respects you enough for you to go up and say, hey, hey, bud, hey, Coach Bud, uh, I'd like to take a crack at Jimmy Butler. Maybe me, Giannis, the defensive player of the year. I could take a crack at him. I won't get too tired because I'm an elite level talent in the NBA. I can handle it. Let me take, let me take this challenge. And he would say, of course, Giannis. Sure, go ahead and do it. He's not going to say, no, 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 no. Like, what? I just. <sighs> so someone, a, a key ingredient that was missing from this game that will be important moving forward to see, you know, if they're if he's missing moving forward is Eric Bledsoe did not play in game one. I don't know if you saw, Joey, but a couple nights ago, Charles Barkley was trying to say that Eric Bledsoe was the most important guy in the series, and he called him Eric Randolph, and then he called him Eric Rudolph, and the whole TNT crew was just cracking up and just giving him so much shit for basically just – like, that's not even close to Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe is mini LeBron, dude. Baby Bron. Baby Bron. <laughs> oh, man. So so that series, we both think the Heat are, are – going to win this series and we we both think well I think the Heat are going to come out of the East you think it's the Raptors the Raptors looked a little shaky in game one Van Fleet couldn't get it going Siakam was nowhere to be found in foul trouble but they're uh they're that, playing did, did you have the best nickname in the NBA Spicy P he might it's yeah. pretty good yeah but Wait, no you're right uh, that series is weird because the Raptors just didn't have it at all like it was just never in, in, in doubt for the Celtics, and they looked great. And they are really, really good. The game is really close right now. It was tied after the first quarter. I don't know what the score is right now. Yeah, there's and, like five minutes left before halftime, and it's 36-38 Celtics. Sorry, 38-36. So we're, we're not going to comment on what we think will happen in, in this game because we'll look dumb because it's going on right now. But we should yeah. comment about the Nuggets game, Nuggets-Jazz. Cool. I'm going to go on record and say this. I, th- I think Jamal Murray is, is too hot to be stopped right now, even though Donovan Mitchell is arguably just as hot. But I think, I think the Nuggets win tonight. I think Michael Porter reemerges also from the dead. MAGA the, Porter Jr. Who's the home team? Who's the home um, advantage? The Nuggets have the home court advantage. Okay. Then I'm taking the Nuggets because that atmosphere gets crazy. In the altitude, yeah. The altitude. But Utah's got the altitude too, so – I'm taking. They got the good home court advantage. They, 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 they have a higher seed, which means they are supposed to have the advantage in Game Seven. Home court, they take it home. And that has nothing to do with Jamal Murray being absolutely a torch right now. Um, no, I, I think like a Game Seven, for some reason, like it's like the same thing as like if a team hits a buzzer beater and then they go to overtime, or a team kicks a field goal to go. That team is gonna win. In overtime, in my opinion, like they have the momentum. Same thing. Denver has all the momentum. I'll take the Nuggets tonight too. And Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is going to have like sixty tonight, and they're going to lose. Yeah, and because we're both taking the Nuggets, it means that the Jazz are going to win. So if you're betting, if you're betting, it's too late, it's too late now. But yeah. last thing I want to touch on about the NBA, okay? 
can everybody just shut up about LeBron? Just let him get all the way to the finals and then criticize him for losing in the finals. Okay, because the well, – Who's criticizing him now? The anti-LeBroners were out for game one saying that he's not going to beat the Blazers, blah, blah, blah. Just uh, now they're going to say it was, a, it was an eight seed. That just, just shut up until he makes it to the finals and loses in the finals. Then you can, then you can bag on him. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a LeBron stan. I'm also a not LeBron like hater. So, um, uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until the finals to bring out the MJ six and O arguments and everything like that. I'll just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the, in the first few rounds, you can't really use those arguments because Jordan lost in the first round. So you can't say anything till the finals to those, you know, Romeo Travis, our good friend would agree uh, with me about LeBron, but he also would agree with the fact that just shut up till he gets to the finals. So what other series are relevant right now? None. That's it. Well, we got Rockets Thunder going game seven. Oh, true. Yeah. I'll take the Thunder in that game also. Cause I just can't, I mean, you know, my feelings on the Rockets. So it's fun. We have such different opinions about sports teams and, and players. Like I love James Harden. Love, love, love. I love James Harden. I think he's awesome, but I don't love him. Like right. I don't love him. I don't love him the way I love like Kirk Heinrich. I I'm gonna put you on the spot right here. Okay, yeah. putting you on the spot. Yeah. By the way, I don't really think it matters. I think Clippers and Lakers win, and it's gonna be it's it's gonna be Clippers Lakers and and Heat. Did you hear? Did you hear Chris Webber go in the middle of the broadcast? He was like, "Now the Boston Celtics are playing the Raptors." I mean. Whichever team wins that series, I would not be surprised if they won the championship. And then he said, and then he said, and as for the Bucks Heat, I wouldn't be surprised if either team won that game and went to the finals. So, so the caption was like, so let me get this straight, C Web. You wouldn't be surprised if a team from the Eastern Conference makes it to the finals. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I love LeBron, obviously, but if Duncan Robinson is in the finals, we are cheering our asses off for the heat no no shit yeah Even if, i mean i might still be secretly cheering for the lakers but if duncan yeah, Ro- if we have a chance to have interviewed then we'll have interviewed a two-time national champion a naismith player of the year an nba champion all right a bunch of college football national champions you know so just a, and of course a hall of fame coach just list goes on and on I'm going to throw you on the spot right here. You ready? Yeah. KD's 100% healthy. Okay. Give me your give me your top 10 in the NBA. Oh, my God. All right. Um, in order? Yeah, give I me your order. Do, I can't do it in order, bro. That's too hard without – off the top of my head, without writing it down and looking at guys. All right. Well, then, you, pick, then pick 10 guys, and we'll try to put it in order. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll give you 10 in a rough order. Okay. Um. LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Steph, Giannis, Luca, um, Harden, AD, AD. No, I don't want Harden, bro. Not in your top he, ten. I guess he's in the top ten. So Harden, um, are you googling it? I mean, I gotta look up players, bro hard off the top of my head uh who I don't even know who else I could throw like after those guys it gets hard you know because then it's the gray area of like some guys think Jimmy Butler could be a top 10 guy 
but like he's probably more like a top fifteen guy. Well, give me yours. You know? Okay. Um. So I have two more people. I'll yeah. take. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Dame because he's the, you know, he's that dude right now. Um. It's just so. It's just so hard. All right, I'm gonna give you mine in order when you're done. Yeah, I can't. I mean, like, I don't. Or like, I don't know, bro. Like, missing one guy, and it's probably he's like a super easy. Like, Dame's probably not in the top ten realistically. You know. No, he like, probably is. But then you have like you have like in B. Like in Yeah, but I don't. I don't mess with Embiid like that. It's so hard. I'm looking. I I have to go to Google. Um, should I just say Siakam because he's got a great nickname? Spice he's definitely not the top ten. Um, all right. The last guy I'll throw in there. I mean, like Paul George, Joel Embiid, like. Jokic, like maybe Jokic. I have a definitive list. I mean, I'll throw Jokic in there just because he's just incredible to me. So I'll just do Jokic. All right, this is mine in order. Okay. Jesus, that's, I don't like I don't like that top ten, and I just made it. All right, I'm gonna give you mine in order. I'll give you mine in order too. After I, I think I have an order. All right, LeBron, Kawhi, KD. Steph, Harden, Giannis, six, Luca, very close to him. Luca's very close to him. I agree. Oh. I agree. All right, so Luca, seven, probably um, Dame, eight. Who am I missing? Probably. I thought you have a definitive list. Wait, I think I missed someone. I, hey man, it's your you miss Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, 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 I did. So this is my order. Sorry, I'll start over. LeBron, Kawhi, KD, Steph, Harden. All right, Giannis. Oh, uh, hold on! Live breaking news. Shout out! Oh wait, no, I can't do that. Never mind. <laughs> I'll tell what you. What is it? It's it would it can't I can't I can't. All right, tell me later. But it's LeBron. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry for giving everyone blue balls out there. <laughs> All right, LeBron, Kawhi, KD, Steph, Harden. All right, Giannis, Luka, AD, Dame, Embiid. That's my 10. Okay, hold on. Anthony Davis, dude, is so- – okay. Yeah, when he tries, when he tries and he wants to be good – Okay. All right, I'll give you my order. I mean, how can, you say, how can you say Anthony Davis is higher when he was – all of those guys have done more with less in their careers. Luka has done more with less in that. his You're career. You're talking about basketball players. How is, someone that wins, how is someone that wins less not a – Why how is, is someone that, above him? Why is he is. Above he is. Why? Why? Because Luka made the playoffs in his second year at an MVP level. Anthony Davis didn't make the playoffs until his, like, 900th year. Luka would have made the playoffs with those Pelicans teams. It's a center. It's different. Okay, well, he's not as good. He's not as impactful. Here's my order. Here's my order. LeBron, KD, Kawhi, um, Steph, 
Anthony Davis, Giannis, Luca. Um, and I don't even remember who the other guys are. Harden. Uh, oh, Harden. Dame. No, 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 no. Dame, Harden, Jokic. Okay, I like it. Jokic is Jokic is probably close in mind too. Should we talk about some people on the? This is I mean, this is totally off the top of my head, but guys that didn't make the cut, like for me, Embiid probably is right on the fringe. Jimmy Butler, yeah, also on the fringe. Uh, I think I there's like there's probably like, like there's probably like twenty guys that could be argued as top twenty players, and by that, obviously, sorry, let me rephrase that. There's like 30 guys that could be argued as top 20 players. And then like 20 of those, 20 of those can be argued top 15 to 10. Like there's a lot of people that would tell you Booker after what he did in the bubble is, is a top 10 player. Yeah. Just like Carl Anthony Towns, the dude has statistics that no one's ever seen from a center. So same kind of deal, but yeah, just rough around the edges. Who can freaking God. As long as Westbrook's not in it. I just think it's so funny that some people have Steph as high as two and some people have him like as low as eight. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's, that's all bias there. Like I think basketball, baby, he is so high up there. I think Steph should not be lower than five on anyone's lists. Yeah. But those are lists are so dumb. People are dumb. That's why. Like yeah. people think like people would think Giannis is better than Anthony Davis. Hello. Sorry, I was watching the Raptors game. Um, I think Giannis is better than Anthony Davis, but I do not like either of them. <laughs> no, I, I hear what you're saying about AD, but he – and I also think Lucas probably next year will be better than AD, but I'm just saying, like, the dude is – he's unbelievable. Breaking news. Breaking news. Urban Meyer retweeted the drive the lane tweet. Oh, no shit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. That has to do with my breaking news, so I think you know what my breaking news is now. Oh, well, hopefully your breaking news doesn't conflict with – you know what I mean. Yeah, whatever. But um, let's talk uh, – let's well, talk, we that's a, that Magic, Yeah, that is a good segue. I was going to say we should probably talk about Magic Johnson tweeting about the games because that shit is so <laughs> funny, but that's for another, that's for another day. We yeah, should that, do – Next episode, we'll give you our Magic Johnson headlines from the games. That'll That's good. That's good. All right. Um, good transition yeah. to college football. President Trump is, is bringing back Big Ten. Sorry. I'll, I'll start that over. President Trump at real Donald Trump on Twitter and Sir Yacht at Sir Yacht on Twitter are working together to bring back college football. <laughs> I went when Sir Yacht tweeted that uh, his, he's like, spins on my source is the president. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, though, Joey, if you had to give your, your opinion right now, okay, your thoughts right now, is a, is a Big Ten season starting in October? It sure looks like it, which is awesome. I mean, that's just awesome. Like, unbelievable. I, I mean, like, I – from down and out, like, I mean, that would be the greatest comeback story in the history of sports. Yeah. Um, I mean, my gut tells me that it's going to happen because of the backlash. It's not necessarily because anything safety-wise changed, but because mm-hmm. of the backlash and stuff. Um, what I think is crazy, and we've talked about this off off the air, is that Trump is going to just 
take so much credit for the season coming back. Like, no, bro, three days ago, they were having these conversations already. You, you helped. I'm sure you, you're the president. You, I'm sure you helped. But, like, you're not the reason why it's back. Sir Yacht is the reason why it's back, okay? So don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> Sir Yacht is 100% the reason why it's back. I'm giving him all the credit. He deserves all the credit. What a legend. Um, I'm, I'm so annoyed with the urban retweet because there's no, there's no link in there. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw the, our, uh, our spot to subscribe. Um, nah, bro. It'll be, don't worry. It'll all work out. Don't worry. What would you, every little thing is going to be all right. So I, I agree. I think college football is, is going to, uh, is going to happen. I think the Big Ten will get it together. And I cannot believe that no one cares about the Pac-12. Like, no one. No, there is no talk about the Pac-12. How about – is there going to be all fall sports? Like, what about soccer? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's out of my wheelhouse of uh, – that's out of uh, – that's above my we don't pay talk, grade. We don't talk a lot of soccer. We don't talk a lot of soccer on drive lane. That's a good point. No, that's out of my pay grade. But I think there's going to be college football. And, and Urban, Urban basically said this, and, and you'll hear this, and he said this to us, and I've heard him say it to others, and, and Joshua Perry said this to us too. There's not – spring season is not realistic. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the pressure – I think this is what happened in the last month since Ohio State canceled their season. Since Ohio State canceled since, – since the Big Ten canceled their season for the fall, okay, the SEC, Big 12, ACC, those schools, even like the American Conference, stuff like that, did not back down one bit, okay? And that pushed the Big Ten a little bit, and the Big Ten maybe realized, okay, maybe we should have waited. And yeah. then that FCS game happened, and everyone was saying, how in the world is Arkansas Southern Tech or, – or no, it was Central Arkansas and Austin P. How are they playing – and, and they had no negative tests after. And shout out Joshua Perry for calling the game. There's high school football in Ohio. So high school football teams are playing, and Ohio State is not. So literally, it could not have gone every, worse. Every team in Ohio is playing, except for Ohio State. You talk about Cincinnati. You talk about OU. You talk about all the high school football teams. You talk about the Bengals. You talk about the Browns. You talk about – if there's a minor league team, I'm sure they're playing. It's just crazy. But it looks like it's going to happen. So, shout out Kevin Warren. You, we knew you were the man for the job. Yeah, you got it all figured out. Sir, yeah, uh, 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 uh. Sir, yeah, uh, 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 uh. He, if you don't know who Sir Yad is, you need to follow him because he is a, <laughs> he is a tremendous follow. Uh. Last thing I'll say about the Big Ten, I think everything that could have gone wrong for the Big Ten went wrong in terms of the pressure that was put on them, the, the bat. I think they were thinking, and this might be the right way to think and the logical way to think. I think they were thinking that when they canceled the season, they were going to receive praise for being safe and they were going to be 
uh, they were going to be looked at as being the the like forefront the, of it, the, the forefront the the ones who made the decision before and then rather than them be the ones that oh thank goodness nothing bad happened to the Big 10 we were out of it first you know the SEC had to shut down a week before the season started which doesn't look like that's going to happen the Big 10 thought they were going to be out in front of all of it and be the heroes oh, of the, the college season is such a great idea look at everybody following our lead right yeah. and instead yeah. now it's literally the meme where everything's on fire and there's the guy sitting there and it says everything's fine or this is fine. That's, that's what's happening in the Big Ten. Like, I would not be surprised if in the Big Ten office there are fires and people running around screaming. It's also like the, the SpongeBob meme where they're pulling the files out and everything's crazy. Every chaotic meme is the Big Ten right now, and I think it will ultimately – if they play games October 10th or whatever it is, and they have a team, whether it's Ohio State or or Wisconsin or Penn State, no way it will be Michigan, but any of those other teams that represents the Big Ten in the college football playoff, then all is forgiven, all is forgotten, whoop-de-doo. All is forgiven and all is forgotten if they – throw on pads and play that first game then it's over you're good you're off the hook congratulations and like we've said a million times we are not doctors we don't know if they should play we would love to see football so that's why we speak the way we speak is we we are pro football watching we like to watch football and it matters for the student athletes and for the students it like it takes so much away from their life if that doesn't happen so all that being said we are not doctors we don't know if it's the smart decision but we are very excited to watch it should it happen, and I got a pretty darn good feeling that it's going to. If you're still listening to us right now, then thank you. But you probably skipped ahead to, uh, to Urban Meyer, and we're not going to take up any more of your time if you didn't. So right now we're going to jump. Urban Meyer, it, such a fun interview. Can I, it, I, yeah. I thought we were going to talk about Urban a little bit, so like, sorry we just blue-balled you again. Um, but – I took a class that was taught by Urban Meyer my senior year, and he didn't teach every day, as you would expect, but he, the nuggets he gave us were awesome, stuff that you'll hear, um, stuff about the whole Ohio State is modeled after four to six A to B, which is um, the average play is four to six seconds, and the fastest way to go somewhere is A to B. So the whole model is to play as fast as you can for four to six seconds to get to, from A to B. Um, and just him elaborating on how he came up with that and how it, and all that stuff. It's just, the dude's a genius. So I had some, some, I mean, like it gave me what to expect, but we had that special twist, the driving lane twist on it where we're asking him some, some funny questions and getting him to laugh a little bit, which is what we say all the time. The way we know it's a good interview is if guys are laughing at our jokes and he was, and he was so genuinely interested in what was going on. It was very, very, very cool. It was, like, surreal. Like, it was – we joke that it, it's a dream interview, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. But it really – it. I think we have nowhere to go but down for football. You know, we could get a Michael Thomas, a Zeke, you know, Haskins, Chase Young, those guys that are really relevant right now and, and dominant athletes. But in terms of, like, Ohio State – I'm going to pat – I'm going to pat us on the back right here, okay? Mata, Holtman, Odin, Sullinger, Kraft, Diebler, Turner, Urban, Tyvis, Perry, Beanie. Um, like, where where else are you three, getting that? Three, yeah, but, three but actually, just, just Ohio State, where else oh. are you getting that? 
You're not. We're the you're not. We're the premier destination for Ohio State um, guests. And now that we've had, quote, unquote, the pinnacle, we've reached the pinnacle, we need you guys to hit us up with who you want to hear us from because we know that between Andrew's connections and mine, anything is possible in regards to Ohio State. I mean, Andrew can call up whoever he wants to from Ohio State, and they seem to come on the show. So – um, it is kind of it is kind of weird that it's gotten to the point and we've met with so many people and talked to so many people that it almost feels like obviously you more than me but it feels like we're we're really like we're like both getting these Ohio State guests that it makes no sense yeah, it's that like, it, it's like when Holtman goes to to eat lunch Urban Meyer and he goes hey man were you on driving lane yet he goes yeah man last night you know that's just the way the conversation starts. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's get to Urban because it's so fun. Probably the most fun 13 minutes, 14 minutes. Can I share another Urban story? No, I'll share it after. Yeah, share share it after. All right. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. All right. Join us now on Drive the Lane. It's pretty pretty cool, pretty crazy to be saying this. Legendary coach. Urban Meyer, Coach, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here. Well, great to be with you guys. Absolutely. You know, we want to start off. We want to, we're going to ask you a bunch of fun, cool, interesting questions. We're going to give you the floor briefly because it's important. Everything that's going on, Big Ten, Ohio State, what have you kind of been saying about all that? Well, I'm devastated. You know, Joey understands this, and I just talked to Josh Perry, is that the shelf life of an athlete, is so small compared to everyone else's, you know, livelihoods. You know, coaches coach, I coach for 35 years. Uh, Josh Perry played for three in college and and uh, three, I believe, in the NFL. So it's a six-year uh, six window. Some of these players will never get to play again. <clears throat> I am absolutely devastated that that's, this has happened. And I, I'm not saying right or wrong because you're, you're talking about something very serious, the pandemic. I'm simply talking about the student-athlete. One, one thing that we talked about with JP on an episode of ours a couple uh, weeks, weeks ago was, like, just like you said, we don't know right or wrong. We're not going to play doctor. But all we know is that we're frustrated and we're upset for the players because obviously, like you said, the player's perspective that we have is, is unique. And it's, it's almost like it's not fair um, to, you know, lose a year. Do you see the spring season being any sort of, you know, I mean, second place finisher type of deal. Is that all right with you to have a spring season? Well, first of all, there will be no spring season. That that when you hear that, that's not going to happen. And I, I understand there's raw emotion out there, and and people are trying to solve a, a really difficult situation. But the current model of college athletics will not allow a spring season. You can't play in the spring and then turn around and play in the fall. You can't play in the spring and have the NFL draft and the uh, uh, OTAs and and. Uh, many camps go on right afterwards. So that won't happen. Uh, I'm not talking about Ivy League or something like that, but Ohio State level football. Now, is there a possibility for January, February maybe? I think there is because the most important thing is the health and well-being of a player. And the head, neck, and shoulder area, you need – there are certain things I don't know and other things I do know. And that means that the impact, constant impact – and at high level, I'm not talking about practice and shorts, and I'm talking about game, which is high-end collisions, et cetera. Can't do that. So there might be a January, February, but there, there's no chance in a spring, late spring. 
we could uh I'm sure we could fill like two hours of a conversation about this. And if there's anyone to do it with, it's you, of course. But we want to ask you some classic drive the lane style questions. So we're going to transition to those a little bit. So the first one from me, and the goal of these is to get you to kind of have to think a little bit. All right. Questions are not usually asked. So question number one from me, would you rather win the Rose Bowl or lose in the playoff semifinal? Win the Rose Bowl. Is is there a specific reason other than the fact that you want to win your last game? No, because my body shuts down. I can't eat. I can't function when you lose a game. I rather I tell people this that one time they got you know I don't want to get too deep, but I went to the University of Utah and I took a lot of heat for that. And there are some other schools that offered me jobs that were maybe in better conferences, but they lose all the time. And I I, I told people I said you 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 don't understand that. I'd rather take a very good high school job because you're going to win. I, I mean, there's just the way I was built. I, I, my, I can't function when you lose. I mean, that's something, ha you know, I just, I've, I've gotten a little better over the years, but losing is not an option. I, I, I would like to say I feel the same way, but I can't, I can't say I'm on that same level. I don't think, because especially in a sport like basketball versus football, there's a lot more games. So you have a different mentality of a, Hey, you're playing in two days. So you got to, Right, the shit. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I, I see, like Lou Pinella is a dear friend of mine, and his record, I, it was some crazy number, but it's like 1,400 wins and 1,300 losses. And I was like, 1,300 <laughs> losses. I think we, I had 30 some in my career, and I, I can tell you every one of them. Well, not I, I will say, go I'm 89 and seven or whatever it was at Ohio State. So it's pretty impressive, right there. Um, my second question for you, coach, is you're putting on your fantasy coach hat now. You have the next pick. It's the first round, and Zeke's on the board, and Michael Thomas is on the board. Who Ooh. are you taking first? Ooh, I'm not. He, 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 nice try. That's, that's, that's too I, tough. I, that's not fair. No, I, I, Michael or Zeke would end our relationships. So no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, slash, take them both. That's fine. You're, you're in luck. You had the last pick of the first round and the first pick of the second, so you get them both. So, good answer. Okay. Yeah. But it's only – uh... I took first. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's fair enough. So, all right. Those two guys are a good transition to this question. What's the earliest you've ever known that a player was going to be able to play in the NFL? Like maybe – well, you know, I'll let you take that how you want to take it. <laughs> Oh, in recruiting, you saw, you know, I, I put Nick Bosa and Percy Harvin in that category. You know, Percy Harvin was, he's my great player in Florida. I mean, the minute I saw the kid, I said, this is a, I did not only knew he'd play, I knew he'd be a first round draft pick. I've never seen one like that. You know, that some of the things he could do, the vision, the violent runner that he was, and then the just flat skill that he had. And then same with Nick Bosa. The minute Nick Bosa, I watched him at St. Thomas and, and I knew Joey. Uh, Joey, you know, was a little younger, uh, a little more immature, but Nick Bosa, I mean, that, that was uh, – you knew that was a done deal. So, how about this one while we're on the topic of players? Um, you've been known to talk a lot about leadership, whether it's on podcasts, whether it's as a coach, um, and, and you've got it down pat, but people throw out great leader all the time. And sometimes they are that, sometimes they're close to it. Um, but in your opinion, whether at Utah, at Florida, at Ohio State, who's the best leader you've ever coached? Uh, I'd probably slash that one with Tim Tebow and JT Barrett. You know, those guys, you know, that's, uh, it's been a little bit unfair to guys like Curtis Grant, Evan Spencer, uh, Josh Perry. 
but when you're talking about the best of the best, uh, Tim Tim's right there and JT Barrett. Do you have to be able to throw a jump pass to be able to be in that category of greatest leader ever? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> it's good. It's good that you picked those two guys because I'm curious. Two minutes left in the game. You're down four. Pick any of the quarterbacks you've ever coached for a game-winning drive. Who are you picking? It's hard for me not, not to take Alex Smith. You know, I'm just watching what he's doing now after that. Really, he was my quarterback at Utah. My gosh, was he something. Uh, but then, you know, you have JT, you have uh, Tim Tebow, Dwayne Haskins. I've been – what about Braxton Miller? You know, how many times did he win games for us? And, you know, and then I look at Chris Leak. And so I've been – and I'll, I know I'm answering them all. <laughs> then I got this kid named Josh Harris of Bowling Green that, my gosh. I mean, so I've been lucky. We've, we've, we've had all good quarterbacks. What about outside oh, of your quarterbacks? Yeah, like an all-time quarterback. Are you taking Brady? Yeah. Tom Brady, at the end of the day, in the athletic world, you're measured by wins and championships and that's why it's not even close you know it's and Michael Jordan LeBron you know I, I love them both but you know you're just talking about pure championships Tom Brady no doubt so how about another this is a little bit less funny but more serious the topic of motivation I was fortunate enough to have a motivational speech from you a couple of times as a player um once before a Michigan game that we ended up getting our butts kicked but it wasn't your fault it was because we, we had a couple guys injured, but that's another story. What do you think goes into being a master motivator, especially of young men? Is there something that you learned growing up, or is it just something that you, on the fly, um, were just great at? I've studied my entire life. I was telling Josh Perry that I studied coaches, you know, when I was – it's kind of bizarre. I mean, I was studying athletes and, you know, collecting football cards like everybody did back in that generation. But I really started studying Tom Osborne's, Bo Schembeckers, Woody Hayes, Joe Paterno's, Bobby Bowden's. And, uh, and uh, so I really studied it. But this is really interesting. And this comes from my psychology degree that I, we actually did a senior project on this, the strongest forms of motivation. Here, this is one man's opinion. Motivation is short-lived, non-sustainable, extremely powerful tool for a leader. And it's built upon one of the three, love, fear, or hate. Love is the only one that is sustainable. So fear and hate, we're living in a society right now that is driven by fear and hate. I mean, I, I, today, you're witnessing fear and hate. It is so yet non-sustainable. This fear and hate's got to leave our country, or we got a major problem. The motivation, motivated team, I used to laugh. They'd come out with the new helmets, or they, you know, like you said, some great speaker come in and speak to them. That wears off. And, and you know, I, I've used them all. Love, fear, and hate. Love being the best. But fear, I'm going to pull your scholarship. You better do this. Uh, hate, you know, you're too soft. You can't do this. I've used it all. But those are, those, those are powerful, and you get instantaneous production. But you're, you're looking for transformational motivation, which I call inspiration. And that's built upon two qualities, love and ownership. That is transformational. That is sustainable. When you have a team, a family, an organization built upon love and ownership, those are the ones that not only survive the pandemic, they get stronger because of it. They don't only survive a loss to your rival and they come back even stronger because they're, they, they love each other, they care for each other, and there's ownership within the program. I know that's a long-winded answer. It's a great one, though. 
every every coach and every motivational speaker, you know, they have their few things that they can always go back to and say. If if we were asking your players, what would they say your most common, you know, locker room saying is? Probably work the game or the most prepared team will win the game. And that's where I try to get the lucky T-shirts out of there and the fact that they, you know, they, you know, I do believe in routine, but at the end of the day, you have to believe that the most prepared team, I've never been in a game where the most prepared team didn't win the game. And if, if that's, if that's in fact, someone believes, you know, then why work hard? You know, go, everybody go get the lucky t-shirt, you know, and then we will probably win every game then, which is, that's a fallacy. That's not true. So flipping the script a little bit, obviously you're, you're, uh, you're with Fox now talking college football all the time and bestowing your knowledge on all, all people who are not worthy now, basically. But I think you can answer this one. Who had a better college career, Matt Leinart or Reggie Bush? Ooh, Matt <laughs> Leinart, I didn't realize, was 37-2. and two, But Reggie Bush, I'm putting him as one of the best players to ever put on a helmet. I, 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 Reggie Bush. Matt Leinart probably remembers those two losses way more than any of those 37 wins. And if he's anything like you, Coach. Yeah, they're, uh, he is a great leader, man. I love Matt. So – my last question, and it's a two-parter, but first, we just want to thank you for jumping in with us. We're obviously excited. We got up early. Joey looks like it's picture day at school, so he's I haven't he's worn excited. a college shirt other than the golf coach and can't tell you how long. So <laughs> my last question is a two-parter. First part, have you coached your last college football game? Second part, how many times have you been asked that? <laughs> I'll go number two first uh, a million times. And uh, number one, I, I believe I'm done. I, you know, I just, I'm living a good life. Enjoyed. I, I feel like I'm giving back. So I believe I'm done. And then my last question, knowing us so well, like you do now, what positions do you think you'd be recruiting us for? I'd have to evaluate the athleticism. You know, I, I think like you said, Joey looks like he should be a model. You know? <laughs> Andrew needs a shave, but other than that, I, you know, I, I'd have to evaluate the uh, athleticism. I'm a slot receiver, Coach, just so you know. If you, if you ever need one for a charity flag football game or something, I'm your guy. I'll remember that, Joey. Thanks. I'm a, uh, I'm a quarterback 6'5 dual threat, so that's what, <laughs> that's what you're getting from me. Pa pass. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Coach. This was awesome. Uh, we owe you. If you ever want us on your show, we'll do it. We promise. <laughs> Take care, man. All right. Thank you. Well, that concludes the greatest 13 minutes in, uh, in podcast history. I know I loved it. I know Joey loved it. Joe, I know you had a, uh, another urban story that you wanted to get out there before we conclude the episode. Yeah. Just to end things off strong. Obviously the interview was awesome. I mean, like we, did not know we were interviewing him. I don't know what, I don't even remember what day we interviewed him, but like a day before that, we didn't know we were interviewing him. So like, it was really cool. Like to just happen all very quickly. Um, but basically the urban story, my uh, senior summer of college or of, of high school. So going into college before my freshman year, I um, got my hands on some big 10 um, football luncheon tickets, which happens in Chicago. Um, and I went with my mom, of course, and there was a um, – you could go before the dinner to get – it's also Big Ten Media Day, so all the coaches and the players are there. 
and you had time to go get autographs from all the coaches if you wanted to before the lunch. So my mom was like, oh, can we please go? I want to get Urban Signature. I'm like, sure. And at the back of my mind, I'm like, this is kind of weird because now I'm a college basketball player. Like, I shouldn't need to go get his autograph. Like, we are like, you know, I should be able to just like go say hi to him and have a relationship, whatever. But obviously it had been a long day, a long weekend for Urban, and he didn't seem super, super happy, which is very understandable. Um, and he's just signing things and going, who do, who do you want me to make this out to, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and finally my mom gets up, up there with her Ohio State hat, hands it to him. She says, who, do, who should I make this out to? In a very calm, like, bored voice, because he was sick of this probably. Um, and I just stepped to the side. Like, I didn't say hi or anything. I just stepped to the side. And uh, some guy in the back of the line who we had talked to, like, 30 minutes ago while we were waiting there goes – Coach Byer, he's an incoming freshman on the basketball team. And I was, like, not even – like, he probably knew because we looked similar that it was my mom or whatever. But, like, I was not standing close enough to her where, um, you know, it was like, oh, this kid and his and this mom, and this woman are getting my autograph, just this woman is. Um, and he instantly stood up, gave smiled, and said – he said, congratulations, man, welcome. Like, very, like – genuine human interaction which he was not doing before and so um that was pretty cool but at the same time I was like huh like you know I'm a nobody <laughs> but yeah it was it was, it was very cool because I mean that was my first experience meeting Urban and then fast forward to Urban it's weird calling him Urban Coach Meyer um it, it, and then fast forward to my freshman year he talked to us my sophomore year he talked to us uh, my junior year he senior year I took a class with him like um, I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation my senior year thanking him for coming in to talk to us, like all that stuff, you know. So uh, it, it's just crazy that um, it all started with a with a firm handshake where someone had to like blurt out from the back of the line that I played on the team and stuff. So I have two questions, two questions. Sure. My first question, if you, if you have the choice between a picture and an autograph with someone, picture 100%, yeah, right? I, okay. Never never really been an autograph yeah. i've never really been an autograph or a picture guy but definitely picture unless it's like a basketball player signing a jersey i'm a big fan of that like i yeah. have a couple I have like three frame signed jerseys in my room that's the only exception for me and my second question is when he spoke to your class were people asking him for pictures after yeah really yeah it was that was like part of the deal it was like look like he's your professor but you went and talked to him after? So, no, I talked to him my senior year, like, briefly. It was like, hey, coach, thanks so much for coming. Like, we really appreciate it. Like, blah, blah, whatever, yeah. Got it. Well, this concludes the Urban Meyer episode of Drive the Lane, a historic mark. We couldn't have gotten here without all of you, uh, CC. Josh Schaffner could not have gotten here with all, without all of you. We're, this is just the beginning for us. Next person we're interviewing is uh, still up in the air, but no promises it'll be bigger than Urban, but his name might be uh, Sick Nabin. Might, might sound like Sick Nabin. Do we even want, I mean, obviously we do want to interview him, but like, do we really want to interview him? We're not going to interview him, so quit asking. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, we should also quick plug on the merch again. Buy the Zedia stuff. Go to Zedia.com. Go to the shop link. Buy some Towel Gang sweatshirts, shirts, stickers, whatever you need. Um, buy some Joe Burrow stuff. If you're a big Joe Burrow fan, we got Joe Burrow stuff. Buy some Urban Meyer stuff. 
Uh, there's Odell see, Baker stuff. You know, there's a- everything Ohio related, I guess, besides Indians and Cavs right now, you know, you could, you could take advantage of and buy and use our promo code DTL. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that wraps it up a little bit of a different episode where the guest wasn't too long. We didn't talk that much. How cool would it be, Andrew, if Urban retweeted or tweeted about us tomorrow? That'd be cool. Tomorrow, but when you're listening to this today. What if the listeners are listening to this because they clicked on a link from Urban's Twitter? That would be cool. That would be very cool and likely. Ooh. Breaking news on the Big Ten college football, if you're still listening, breaking news. Breaking news. There's no update. <laughs> Wait, I'm getting, I'm getting a text, breaking news. I'm just going to read whatever the first tweet is. I just made a burner Twitter. I feel bad for y'all. That's the, that's, that's the first tweet I saw. I can't say who it's from. That would be. Last, last thing I will, I will say, and I can't believe we didn't say this in the, uh, in the beginning, so I'm glad we're squeezing this in right here. Joey, I know you're a big Marvel fan. I'm a big, uh, huge, huge Marvel fan. RIP Chadwick Boseman. I am a huge fan. You know, I, if you guys have listened to the show, followed the Twitter, you know that I love the movie Draft Day. He's Vontae Mack. You know, it's, it's, so that was, a, that was a tough slash weird day night wanted to include it you know it doesn't have a whole lot to do with kind of what we're talking about what we're dealing with today on the show but i wanted to throw that in there for anyone that's still listening right now real life superhero chadwick boseman real absolutely absolutely real life superhero gives me chills thinking about um the impact he made obviously but also to do it while fighting cancer i mean it's just crazy but real life superhero i mean just uh, you're exactly right like it was just it's such a sad and weird day because, I mean, his camp, I mean, his, his circle, they didn't leak anything about him fighting a battle with cancer. It's just, it was just, everyone was hit with the news at once. I mean, it's just insane. Just, yeah. So insane. The awful, you know, and it's kind of a somber note to end on, but we wanted to throw it in there. So we thank you guys for listening today, guys, gals, girls, signing off. Buckle up, drive the lane, and go Tigers. I mean, go Buckeyes.